Are you in perimenopause or menopause and have questions? My co-host Andrea Donsky has a podcast called Menopause Reimagined, where she answers your questions about this phase of life. So stay tuned at the end where I will share five minutes of her amazing podcast and there will be a link in the show notes where you can go and listen to the whole episode. Andrea is brilliant and she has worked so hard and knows her stuff. So be sure to check out Menopause Reimagined after this episode of Health Power. Thanks. It's Wednesday, which means that I'm joined by Dr. Forrest Sawyer. We talk about a variety of articles that we find on the wonderful NaturallySavvy.com. Now, last week I said Dr. Forrest would be back this week, but I realized that he and I are taping tomorrow, which is Thursday, so you've got me. And today we're going to be talking about a great article on NaturallySavvy.com, Eating Flowers, Nine Delicious Healthy Blooms. Now, I never realized you could eat flowers. So my husband and I, in 2000, we got married in his parents' backyard with about 20 people, very simple. And I had just moved to New England and I'd only made one friend and her name was Diane. And she asked if she could bring uh, a date. And I said, sure. And so she brings this guy that I had actually met a few weeks prior at Whole Foods. We just started chit-chatting and I'm looking around and he's sitting on the grass and he's eating flowers that are growing out of the grass. And all the, all the guests, all 20 of them are milling around and talking and having fun and He's just kind of over in the corner in the grass eating flowers. And I'm like, um, what's he doing? And I'm very open, like, okay, so that's his thing, whatever. But it was the first time I realized that you could eat flowers. So that that's the story. And that image will always stay in my mind. Now, before I jump into this article, I want to talk about something that I'm super excited about. Recently, I went to this craft fair. Every year in my town, they have the Saturday before Mother's Day. And there's always some sort of, in addition to the beautiful art and jewelry, there's always somebody selling some kind of body care. And I went over and I was talking to this guy, Ed, and he and his wife, Anne, have this business, One Earth Body Care. And I saw the natural deodorant and I said, Ed, I have tried every natural deodorant out there. I am extraordinarily smelly and nothing has ever worked. And he said, this will work. <sighs> I said, okay. And then I said, also, my daughter is always complaining about her hair and that every time she washes her hair, she comes out of the shower and she spends forever in there and it still looks greasy. So she went online and she did this quiz and they, you know, tell you what your hair type is and they send you this formula and even that it worked a little better, but not much. So he said, I want you to try the shampoo and conditioner bars. I just want you to have her try them. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. I mean, first you're telling me the deodorant works. And then you're telling me this is going to work for her hair. Are you kidding me? Well, let's just say I'm no longer extraordinarily smelly and my daughter's hair has never looked better. I mean, ever. If you're curious, go to my social media at Lisa Davis MPH. You can go on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. And I tweeted out a video, my daughter's hair in the sun, looking clean and shiny and amazing and manageable and not all tangled. And I just have to say, I am such a big fan of One Earth Body Care. They have face and body. They even have stuff for pets. So I'm super excited about that as well. And they're Bite Me Not spray actually works and mosquitoes love me. They have a wonderful skin fix for dry skin. They have this great day and night oil for your face. I am over the moon. Oh, they also have a itch be gone salve, which honest to God, the other night I woke up with a horrible mosquito itch and usually nothing will work. I'll put the calamine and the Benadryl lotion and everything and I put it on and it was gone. 
They have a sleep bomb I haven't tried yet, which I'm super excited. But please check them out at oneearthbodycare.com. Absolutely amazing. And here on the show, I only have sponsors that I actually use. So please check them out at oneearthbodycare.com. Okay, let's jump into today's show. Let's talk about eating flowers. So I'm going to tell you some of the flowers that you can eat. So I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's borage. It's a star-shaped blue, pink, or white flowers of borage have long been valued for their healing abilities for cough and sore throat. So that's cool. However, the leaves and flowers are also a raw nutritional treat in salads because of their cucumbery and slightly sweet flavor. Oh, I love that. Now, what's so great about the article is you're going to want to go to it on NaturallySavvy.com. Actually, it's going to be in the show notes because it actually has a variety of of barrage recipes or borage. It's B-O-R-A-G. I'm not sure. Now, I think the thing that this gentleman was eating at my wedding were dandelions. Some people regard dandelions as weeds, but you can actually eat them. They're high in antioxidants and they have, this is so interesting, anti-diabetic properties. You can try them in salads. You can fry the flowers in batter. You can make jelly and wine. You dandelion tea, steep the roots for a beverage that can help with digestion. And a 2022 study, and again, you go to the article, you can click on the word study, it's highlighted in blue, reports that dandelion roots and other parts contain substances that provide protection to the gastrointestinal tract. I just realized I'm breathing kind of heavily. I did a really hard workout just before this. Okay, hibiscus. Hibiscus. Anyway, the most popular edible variety of hibiscus is hibiscus. Oh gosh, here I go with the pronunciation. Hibiscus sab. Darifa, aka Roselle. These pink, yellow, red, and white large flowers can be enjoyed clipped directly from the plant in salads, or they can be made into jams and relishes. And here we go again, recent research, click on research, it'll give you the research, shows that healthy individuals who drank seven ounces of hibiscus beverage daily for six months experienced a significant decline in blood pressure, elevated antioxidant levels, and helped with skin hydration and redness. Okay, that is so cool. And there's another study you can check out that indicates that hibiscus may be helpful for managing high cholesterol, inflammatory diseases of the kidney and liver and cancer. All right, lavender is next. Now, the small violet flowers of the lavender plant, they have a wonderful aroma. They're known for their calming effects. I didn't realize you could cook with them. Now, I have to be honest, I am not a fan, wasn't something I was into, but I definitely love using it for a calming effect. I love to smell it. I love salves that have it in. So the next one is called Nasturtium. I'm not sure, but it's N-A-S-T-U-R-T-I-U-M. This is also known as monk cress. And you can enjoy both the flowers and the leaves, raw or cooked. There's red, yellow, and orange. They can be added to salads. I've definitely had that. Or sometimes you'll see them uh, on baked goods as decoration. And they are high in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory property. Now, the next one is pansy. Now, pansies come in many colors, purple, yellow, and blue. They're the most common. And these are great as garnishes on cakes and other baked goods. But they're also delicious when the petals are added to salads. And once again, we're getting these wonderful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. The next one is called Purslane. And it's delicate yellow flowers and leaves have, now this is interesting. They have a high content of omega-3 fatty acids, along, of course, with the antioxidants, vitamins and minerals. You can enjoy them in raw salads, sandwiches, and as topping on vegetable dishes, as well as added to soups or steamed as a side dish. The next is rose. 
Now, there are more than 150 species of roses and rose petals, please don't eat the stems or leaves, can be added raw to salads or sandwiches used to make rose-infused drinks or made into rose petal jams, which you can click on and get more information or cupcakes. Again, you can click on that. Squash blossoms. Ooh, I've had squash blossoms. Those are good. One of the treats of summer squash is fried or stuffed squash blossoms. Zucchini blossoms are the most commonly consumed of squash flowers, and they can be enjoyed in raw salads as well as cooked. Here's again, click on to see recipes. So this is great. And this is how you choose edible flowers. This is according to the University of Minnesota Extension. So when eating blossoms, remove the pistils and stamens first. If you don't know what those are, you can Google them. Choose plants that are pesticide-free and certified organic. Do not consume any other type of flowers. You can purchase edible flowers at some farmer's markets, garden centers, selected grocery stores. Look in the produce section, not the floral department, and online. And fresh flowers should be consumed within 24 hours. And you can also grow your own. Wash fresh flowers gently and allow them to dry Place them in a plastic bag in the refrigerator until ready for use. And then you can add the flowers to your salad or other dishes. And you'd want to do that right before you serve. Now, the bottom line is, once you start eating flowers, you may find yourself searching for new ways to enjoy them. They brighten your meals, your health, your taste buds, and go out and get some edible flowers today. And also, please be sure to visit oneearthbodycare.com. I have been in health media 24 years, and I have never, ever found skincare and hair care products this good. Go look at the pictures of my daughter. If you could smell me, you'd say, oh my God, you smell amazing. And please support them and keep coming back to Health Power. And Dr. Sawyer will be back with us soon. I apologize. I know I said he'd be back this week, but he will be back with us soon. I hope you have a great day. And if you're having lovely spring weather, enjoy it. And if you're not, I will keep my fingers crossed that it comes. All right, take care. Once you have had a wonderful dog, a life without one is a life diminished. That's a quote by author Dean Coots, and I couldn't agree more. I want my wonderful dogs to live as long as possible, and what they eat plays a huge role in their health and longevity. Kibble is full of seed oils that wreak havoc on our dog's health. They damage their microbiome, which affects digestion, oral health, their skin and coat, and more. And that's why I feed my dog Benji Yumwoof. Their air-dried food is GMO-free and has an inflammation-reducing recipe with omega-3 and coconut oil. It's all the benefits of fresh food without the fridge, carbs, fillers, seed oils, and other inflammatory ingredients you see in other brands. Yum Woof obsessively crafted a healthy, low-carb food with humanely raised USDA meat, eggs, and other non-GMO superfoods that my dog loves. Try the number one air-dried dog food for gut health for 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. That's 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. Go to www.yumwoof.com. That's www.yumwoof.com. You and your dog will be so glad you did. Did you know that there are more than 10,000 studies showing the health benefits of turmeric? Well, we're going to talk about many of them in this video, so stay tuned. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew Donsky, co-founder of Morphis, and today I am here with Dr. Fabio Stefano, a chiropractor and founder of Dr. D's. Welcome to the show, Fabio. Thanks for having me. Hi everyone, excited to be here. 
We're talking about your favorite subject, turmeric. And I think we should get right into it. What are the health benefits of turmeric and why should we be taking it when it comes to perimenopause and menopause? Well, we now know that uh, its main claim to fame is it being an anti-inflammatory. In fact, it's one of nature's most powerful anti-inflammatories and antioxidants, and there's over 6,000 studies showing that. Uh, And so in addition to being an anti-inflammatory, it possesses antibacterial, antimicrobial, and even antiviral activities, which again uh, can help prevent and uh, and mitigate some of the the symptoms associated with all these, these different diseases. Why is inflammation an important thing to make sure that we have the anti-inflammatory foods, anti-inflammatory supplements and herbs? Why, why does inflammation play such a crucial role when it comes to our health? It's a very good question because there's a big misconception out there that most people think inflammation is only related to swelling, joint swelling or muscle swelling. But there is such a thing known as low-grade persistent inflammation that is the main cause or root of many diseases such as cancer, digestive disorders, uh, even depression, and so on and so forth, even autoimmune disorders. So it's very important that we keep those inflammatory levels under control uh, on a daily basis. So it's not just taken as you need it. It should be taken on a daily basis to prevent a lot of these diseases. Hmm. And so you make a good point that we, now, I guess that we may not even know if there is inflammation that that exists in our body. So how do you even, how would you know that in order to eat those anti-inflammatory foods. Is that something we should just be taking regardless every day? Or do you want to know that you have that inflammation in the first place? Yeah, it really doesn't matter because, I mean, obviously you can do uh, blood analysis to look inflammatory blood markers, but it doesn't always show. So if you have low-grade inflammation, it may not show. And regardless, uh, we should all uh, maintain or keep those inflammatory levels under control because one thing that we, we need to know is that or understand is that inflammation is good to a certain point so this is how the immune system uh, battles up against uh, you know foreign invaders or diseases or even injury but it, it's regardless uh, we should always keep them under control uh, with any injury or disease or infection the immune system might uh, become overactive creating too much inflammation which then can create other diseases. 